0: Hello and welcome to the good, oh, nearly the wrong show then, the <laughs> Arsenal hope you're doing good, hope you're doing well. It's one of those mornings, it's just chaotic, I've had tech issues, I've had login issues, it's one where your brain just scrambled. But uh, we're here now to have a chat uh, this morning, I'm joined by Charlie, how are you doing mate, you good
1: well? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. You on this uh, on this uh, tough morning so far? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, um, hopefully it's going to go
0: without a hitch, but yeah, uh, uh, hopefully the mic's going to hold up for now and uh, and everything will be fine. But, uh, yeah, I've had some issues recently, but hopefully they're going to be sorted very, very soon. Uh, good morning to those joining us in the chat box. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. You can see PDW, Marcus, System Matter, uh, training with Zion, Terry uh, in the chat. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Very much appreciate your time. Uh, it is now the international break, Charlie. Any tips for fans of how to get through it?
1: <laughs> Do, I mean, just follow Saka, Ramsdale, all of that lot. Just kind of hope that they do well, really, obviously. ketty has been called up. It'll be his first cap if he actually gets a, a bit of game time. So, I guess just hope for the Arsenal boys to do well, because obviously we all know that the international break isn't the uh, most entertaining of, of sorts, especially when the Premier League's only four games into the season. You would have hoped that it would have kind of gone on a little bit longer before we get a little bit of a break but that's just how it is and yeah I guess just just hope for the Arsenal boys to do well yeah
0: absolutely uh I, I think you get out play golf uh, is always a good <laughs> a bit of advice for me and um, as best you can uh obviously have have more to life than just Arsenal whilst keeping a firm grip on you of your love of it as well uh, it's always good to make sure that this isn't the only thing going on in your world <laughs> But uh, we are grateful that it is certainly part of it and that you're here listening to the show now. Do drop a like on the video, of course. Subscribe to the channel. If you're new, drop a like on the video and all that lovely stuff. Um, we've got some things to discuss. Transfer still is indeed part of the uh, the format because the window is not closed in other nations like Turkey and Belgium and, of course, Saudi Arabia as well. And Nicolas Pepe is the focus of plenty of talk over the last 24 hours, supposedly Arsenal could be in line to get, you know, a couple of million quid, potentially, from a sale. There's suggestions he's in talks with al Shabab in uh, in Saudi Arabia. That's according to the Secret Scout. We've also seen reports that uh, Besiktas in Turkey are also interested.
1: Is two million quid enough for you, Charlie? <laughs> uh, I think, to be fair, with how kind of with how it's been going and the fact that we were going to, there was possibility that we were going to be terminated, terminating his contract. I mean, at this point, I'd take anything for him. Obviously, two million does seem a bit like pennies, especially after him being our record fee at the time was 72 million, which seems ridiculous now, uh, especially with the fact that if he does go for two million pounds, the, the loss on him would be ridiculous. But, yeah as as I say I think it, I'm glad that we're kind of getting anything for him at the moment because obviously terminate his contract we'd actually have to pay out a little bit so obviously in this point we'll be we'll be gaining some money and hopefully kind of putting some money towards further just improvements in terms of possibly the transfer window just everything around the club so really obviously it's a it's a it's a good thing that we're getting something for him but it's it's just Sorry, yeah. Of
0: me then. I'm back in control. <laughs> I have control now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, I'm glad that we're getting something for him if he does uh, go for that two million. Uh, and to be fair, obviously, I, I well, I, w- I would be happy to to move him on, and I'd be I'd be happy to kind of get his wages off the off the bill as well. So yeah, it's just a whole. There's a whole load of things that will be a positive if he kind of. Leaves our roster.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, it's also worth pointing out that getting him off the books would save Arsenal close to ten million in total because the two million fee added to his wages, you know, gets a significant amount of money close to ten million off that. He's on around, I think, about seven point nine million a year uh, in terms of his wage now. So, you know, that would be obviously very, very good for Arsenal to save that, put that to put put that toward anything else they might want in in January. You know, frees up some wages potentially for another bit of recruitment which is obviously a positive thing Uh, Thomas Partey of course we've we've heard about his injury being confirmed there's reports that he could be out until after the October international break which means there should be scope for a player like Jorginho to get some minutes in the Champions League and the Carabao Cup in you know rotational parts of the Premier League games as well however that hasn't stopped links from emerging reporting that he might be of interest to Fenerbahce in Turkey it would be mad to let Jorginho go Charlie surely
1: I completely agree especially with the fact that Jorginho is out for as we said yesterday possibly several weeks uh so a couple of months there possibly and with the Champions League coming up and not many players in our team that have experience in it, it in the best stage in the world essentially how yeah. how kind of like how good that experience would be for arsenal and how positive that would be in the kind of just everything he's a, he's also a leader behind the behind doors as well in the dressing room we've i think i've seen some interviews with players that said that he is uh, that he actually adds a lot to the arsenal kind of group the arsenal squad that he because of his experience because of his age he's been there he's done that he's won some trophies so he's obviously won the champions league he he knows what it's like to be there and I think someone like him would be, it would be stupid to let him go, someone like him. As I say, especially with Partey's injury. So if, God forbid, something does happen to Declan Rice, we then do have Jorginho as a backup if something does happen. So yeah, I don't think that there should be any kind of I don't think we should let Jorginho go. I think the only reason that we would let him go is if we do get a replacement, but that would have to be obviously in January or next summer. And I think that that personally should be the only time or the only way that we'd be able to let someone like that go. I I don't think that anything good will come out of this for Arsenal if he does go to Fenerbahce. Maybe maybe we'd get a couple of million for him, but... Yeah, I don't think anything really comes. I don't think anything's really that good for Arsenal, especially with how young our squad is. Obviously, uh, we're one of the youngest squads in the Premier League, and I mean, after the experience that we've had last season uh, in the in the Premier League, yes, I know that we've we've kind of it's been a learning curve for Arsenal, but that's n- that's not the same as being in the Champions League. That's not the same as being coming up against the the best teams in the world essentially um so any experience in that area will be welcome at arsenal really so if we lose that i think it could it could essentially be detrimental
0: yeah i i agree i think losing any further depth in the midfield is is potentially catastrophic for arsenal and it would make absolutely no sense for us to do that i would be. F- mean if they sanction a potential exit of Jorginho Um, he's got less than a year left on his contract we do have a year of course to option in that deal that we could extend to next season if we wanted to Um, and it might make sense to do that even if he still leaves you could get a fee for him potentially in that window we got you know we paid 12 million with him only having I think a year left on his deal with Chelsea so I think it makes a lot of sense for Arsenal to do that deal if they can Um, and yeah I think he's an asset to I think he's a really top player actually you know it's not like having some depth that we've had in the past, like you know, with all respect to El Nene, you know, he's significantly better than than El Nene and, and offers you a lot more than than he does. So I know people aren't weren't the biggest fan of that deal when it happened, but what I would say is that, you know, um what I would say is that we are in a position where we can't afford to let him leave. Um, and that would be really important. Um in terms of then kind of the debate surrounding that midfield and seeing who should be playing uh, alongside uh, Declan Rice and Martin Odegaard Kai Havertz of course had his performance <laughs> against Man I say performance it was it wasn't the best uh, in the world and I think that there was a very a very small percentage of people that were you know relatively okay with what he did I've had a few people try and Leave comments and tweets and things at me saying that they didn't think he was too bad and things like that. And he only had a couple of really high profile bad moments, but I can't justify really anything from that display, to be honest. Um, and Vieira comes on again. He now has three assists in two substitute appearances, rather incredibly. Uh, he has one, I think he only behind Trossard and Saka in terms of assists since he signed. No other player other than those two has more assists than him since he signed. Believe Jeez. that or not. Yeah. So that's quite an interesting statistic that people don't really realize. So, yeah, more assists than Martinelli since he signed, more assists than Odegaard since he signed. um He has delivered at times and maybe has gone under the radar a little bit for his contributions. Of course, those contributions have come in maybe some less high profile games like Europa League fixtures and stuff, but he is still now in the Premier League having a really important impact on games. So, the next game after the international break is Everton away. Does Vieira come in for Havertz for you?
1: Uh, it is really it is actually really tough for me because Havertz, I do agree with you. There are points to his game that well, personally anyway, that, that there are points to his game that I that I can see why Arteta's put him in the squad, what what he possibly sees. But he hasn't really had anything to completely justify why he's starting, whereas Vieira has. However, I have said in a couple of, I think I said it in the agenda. I think I said it in a match reaction as well. Vieira, I I wouldn't be surprised if Vieira is more of a player that is that is better off the bench because I've said that he he's agile, he's quick, he's very good on the ball, and with fresh legs uh, in a tide in a tie, in a game that players are tired could add something to arsenal's game and it obviously has against fulham uh against fulham he's done it against obviously uh manu yesterday as well so yeah, I can't fault him really this season anyway and I, I completely agree with you it has gone under the radar the fact that he's he's got the third most assists since his signing for Arsenal. I think that's incredible. I I had no idea about that whatsoever. I literally think last uh, at the end of last season I said to Umar that he was the, what that he was our worst player of the season because I genuinely did think that this season so far he's proved me wrong. He's kind of kind of had a resurgence, he's, he's done so well for Arsenal so far when he's come on, he's made an impact. But maybe he is that player that is just an impact player that comes on later on in the game that makes something happen. Maybe that's just what he is. Obviously, the only way that we're going to see that is if he does start. So that obviously adds that extra debate there. So I, th- I think I with Vieira, because he's, he's very... Well, when he when he was joining Arsenal, there was all that talk about how kind of how much of a variety he had to his game, how 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 well he can play on the right, he can play on the left, he can play midfield. I think he don't quote me on it. If I remember correctly, he even played. It might have even been left back at one point for 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 Porto. So there's even that to his game. But whereas Havertz, he is. He's obviously not as quick. He he obviously adds a, a bit to a, a target man. He's tall. He's he's quite physical. He's definitely more physical than Vieira. But I've also seen that he doesn't make many runs. Havers. He doesn't he doesn't make the runs that need to be made. He doesn't drop off when he needs to drop off. He just kind of it seems like he drags players along with him, which obviously does make room for a player to cut in, like Martinelli. But I think the chemistry between Vieira and Martinelli I wouldn't be surprised whether that adds something to Arsenal the fact that they are essentially like brothers they they're 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 almost in love with each other they' they're so close to each other and I think that that chemistry could help Arsenal a lot so maybe in a in a game like Everton where it is at goodison park where we find it very very difficult you never know that chemistry between those two players may come in handy. But maybe in the Premier League, obviously Havertz does have a bit more experience and he knows what it's like to play at Goodison Park. Obviously, as I've said, he hasn't really kind of proved to us why he's been valued at £65 million. He hasn't done that yet. But maybe in a difficult game like Everton, maybe he should start. We can see what he can do because Vieira, obviously, he hasn't had that experience at Goodison Park, which is a very tough uh, place to play, especially for Arsenal. So maybe next game, I would say Havertz to start and then bring Vieira on, depending on how well Havertz does then. Maybe Vieira, because obviously, well, and if we bring Vieira on, obviously against uh, Everton, maybe I'd then say, maybe switch it up a little bit, see what Vieira can do when he's starting and then kind of try and switch it up. Maybe if Vieira doesn't do too well or even if he does, just bring Havertz on, see what he can do kind of thing. So I think against Everton, I'd say stick with Havertz, but then if some, if nothing comes of it, whatever, I think just give Vieira a chance if he does prove himself again against Everton because if he's proven himself against Fulham and against Man U, as you say, he's provided three assists in two games. The, he's earned it essentially. He's earned that start. Whereas Havertz, I mean, people are talking about 7 oh seven, aren't they? But that—that's the—that's the deal with Havertz at the moment. What's going on with him? I'd say give Vieira a chance after Everton, depending on how Havertz does and how well. Vieira... what the
0: game is after Everton,
1: Spurs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
0: a tough one, isn't it? I mean, I think that. Everton's obviously a good game either way. I think if he starts, it's a good game for him to start. And if he doesn't start, it's a good game to come on in. Um, I personally think I'd swap him out for Vieira. I think, you know, protect the player a little bit, allowed to build up that reputation gradually from the bench now. You uh, can come on as a centre forward if you need him to as well. You know, be that target man in certain games and come off the bench and be like a physical presence in the box late on if you need to try and grab a goal. So I think, or rather, you know, vertical presence more, more than physical. But yeah, I think that something has to give here. I'm worried that Arteta will lean on him and he'll become something like a like a Nicolas Pepe-esque type thing that we've committed so much money to that, you know, then you're kind of shoehorned into trying and playing him. Whereas I don't think Arteta is shoehorning him personally. I do think he can play that role. I just think he's lacking so much confidence that it's, it's just like a, an awful situation he finds himself in. So, yeah, tricky, very tricky. Um, no. But yeah, I personally would would make the change. Um, Let's go into the chat box quickly. Yeah, Temi says, is Havertz the new Pepe? I don't think so. And he suggests, why not using Smith-Rowe against Everton? Smith-Rowe has not been getting too many minutes at all of late. Hasn't played any minutes, I don't think so far, this Premier League season, actually. So I would like to see Smith-Rowe being given more opportunities. I just don't think those opportunities have arisen so far. You know, the Fulham game, you could argue we could have brought him on, but Vieira came on, obviously got us that really important goal. Um the Man United game, you know, we didn't even bring Trossard on in that game. You know, we brought mm. Reese Nelson on in that game. So and I thought Nelson was excellent, to be honest, when he came yeah, off the bench. It was really good. So I think, you know, these players are coming off the bench and, and taking chances. Trossard did start the game uh against Fulham uh, and didn't look too great. So, you know, there's that to consider. Um Chris says, remember when you all hated Granite until then you didn't. And I don't think that's fair to say everybody. Uh, because certainly <laughs> I didn't hate Granite at any point, what's you know, whatever. But I had my doubts about him and whether or not it was the right for him to continue. I always had empathy for that situation. Um and Edris says nobody hated Granite Xhaka. The issue then was the player he was playing with was below par. Just imagine if he'd have had Partey, Rice, and Jacka for that midfield. Uh, Xhaka could have taken it to another level maybe if it had had those players around him. Sharif uh, says uh, Kai Havers has to score and assists uh, and two million is not enough for Nicolas Pepe, to be honest. It's not, but I don't know if you're ever going to get any more from anyone. Exactly. I don't know how anyone's, why anyone's going to pay any more. You know, that's the issue that we've got with the Nicolas Pepe thing is that it's the same as the Balligan situation. The market dictates the price. So even though we might want more, Sadly, doesn't mean you're going to
1: get more. Yeah. But uh,
0: slightly shorter show this morning, uh, Charlie. Any final thoughts? Anything you think we've missed before we wrap up?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say there's anything that we've missed. I think just we got to look forward to to the Premier League return after the international break. Really,
0: mm, yeah.
1: I, I I
0: just think that that win against Man United was so important before this break. Like to have to linger on that result. Imagine, Man, imagine being a Man United fan. Or staff member, or player, and lingering on that result wow. for two weeks—that's that takes its toll. Um, yeah. So yeah, I am so glad that we managed to turn that one around because it would have been horrific if it would have been the other way, and it so very nearly was. If it wasn't for Gabrielle pulling off uh, a Michael Jackson kind of stance <laughs> to uh, <laughs> no, get <our> on that <laughs> side, I saw a poorly drawn Arsenal did a brilliant picture of that. Uh, if you've not seen it, i recommend you going. And- check it out. Uh, But thank you to everyone joining us the travels. Charlie, thank you to you for jumping
1: on, mate. Thank you for having me. And once again, thank you to everyone watching and, of course, listening. Mm, Indeed. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Do drop a like, subscribe, all that usual
0: good stuff. Help us on our way to... What, did we manage to hit 93 yesterday? We We did hit 93 yesterday. The momentum never stops. Less than 7,000 away now from that 100K milestone. Thank you, everybody, that is continuing to show the love and support to everybody here. It means the absolute world. Thank you. We will see you again very soon. Have a great day. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.